Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. We are so excited for y'all to join us today. And we are going to talk about love. Art. <laughs> love, <laughs> yes. Um, Play Doh, construction paper, red, pink, white. Who can guess? what today's topic is going to be. If you Carrie? can't, I think that they have a problem. Because, um, you know, there's only one holiday that is all about pink, white, and red. Uh, there's also chocolate involved. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day, what to do in your center. My favorite, are we doing process or product art? Um, and, you know, for me, the my favorite part when back in the dark ages when I was a teacher was the kids exchanging valentines, you know, creating valentines and exchanging them. I always thought that was the best. It was always a bit chaotic because the kids had a hard time with the, I'm creating a valentine for Susie now, but I'm not going to give it to her until three. <laughs> they were like, no, this is Susie's. I need to go give it to Susie right <laughs> Well, you know, so that probably brings up a great point and a great idea, I think. Like, so what about, like, one of the things my kids loved to doing when they were younger was the, the, the mail box. Yep. And so I find that one way to deal with the struggle you actually are talking about is, right, they get to go put it in Susie's mailbox right, right then. That, that is the perfect solution to that. And after my first year as a teacher, I discovered that. But my first year, I didn't realize that was going to be a problem because I'd always worked with toddlers and toddlers were like, whatever. <laughs> so the first time I worked with preschoolers, I was quite surprised. <laughs> Yeah, so I love the fact that from a director's standpoint, this is a project that can literally take weeks. And so, you know, starting February 1st, this is a great opportunity for all of the kids to bring in their shoebox, spend several days. Maybe a small shoebox or small Amazon box. Because during <laughs> the past year, pretty much everybody has ordered something from Amazon and many parents are box hoarders. I know that you have gone through periods of being a box hoarder. Uh, well, sometimes it's just because I'm too lazy to take them down three flights of steps to the trash can. <laughs> but, you know, letting parents know, if you have five small Amazon boxes, feel free to bring five. <laughs> we'll be happy to help, uh, you know, kids with their boxes. If you bring extra boxes, we'll come up with uses for them. Well, and what's beautiful about, again, this time of year and your product versus process is that from a process standpoint, this can take forever if you want it to or need it to. So they can start by making the mailbox on the first or second, and then you can let them, not their parents go buy, you know, the lollipop, you know, Valentine's Day stuff that you get as you get into elementary school. But every kid can start to make a personalized piece of art for their friend. And this is where you as a teacher get to learn how to um, uh, write lots of names. But what might be a solution to Because that was one of the things that always was really hard for me was every kid wanted things written. And every kid wanted their name and their friend's name on the Valentine. So how, what would be some easy ways to make that happen? 
It depends on the age of the kids. And I have to say that this is one of those times when people's obsession with the circuit machine really could come in handy. Because in the toddler classroom, um, again, babies are not making valentines for their classmates in the same deliberative process that any of the other kids are. But in the toddler and young preschoolers groups, if you have the circuit maker and you can cut out with, you know, you can make stickers of everybody's name that they can stick (laughs) onto their valentines. I think that is one of the best uses of that technology. Well, see, I, I'm I'm even more old fashioned. I think that address labels work really well too. Yes. And what's great is you can make an address label list, and so depending on how many kids are in the classroom, each kid gets a list of stickers that have everybody, and so they know they've gotten through everybody when they ran out of stickers. I think that that's probably a better and a cheaper way to go. I just know so many people have those circuit makers and I'm trying to come up with uses for them in the classroom that makes sense. Um. Yeah. Is the circuit maker the thing that also can cut out hearts? Yes. So depending on, you know, which templates you have, because I think they come in different sizes, you know, you could make hearts of all different sizes. I mean, I loved the, were those die cutters that we used to use? I loved those, We used to be able to go down to like region 13 and and make a whole bunch of hearts. So um, the other, um, <laughs> again, very old fashioned, but might be easier to use in today's world, um, is uh, finding some cookie cutters that the kids can trace um, or that you trace, or you might find an after schooler that you put into the tracing mode. Because again, depending on what kind of person you are, um, it might be easier for you to cut out the heart, um, cut out into a square. Um, because if you hand kids a blank piece of construction paper, they're going to take the heart out of the middle. Yep. And for folks like me, that would drive me crazy because <laughs> they want 12 pieces of construction paper and they put one heart per page. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> lots of different ways, but from the director's perspective, it's what tools can I give the teacher who either over-prepares or under-prepares or the teacher who, this is their first year dealing with the glorious holiday of chocolate and hearts well the other thing to think about is you know as we start to get into february and march this year for a lot of our teachers and students it's going to start to be a reminder that we're in month 11 or that we have now done this for a year so Remember that Valentine's Day for a lot of parts of the country is literally month 11. It, it is an 11th anniversary, for lack of a better term, because, you know, for big parts of the country, March 13th, March 18th was uh, when things drastically changed. And we need to remember that we need to support and love our staff and support and love our kids. And this is really a great time that if you want to do something extra special for your staff before, you know, the obligatory April, which is like Teacher Appreciation Month and all of those things, um, is to, you know, go buy a box of candy and do some Galentine's love for your staff and really make sure that they know that you love them and that you need them and without them. Um, as a director, the other thing that you can do is send information out to the parents and encourage the parents to show their teachers some love. Absolutely. Um, and I think that is one of the things that really, I, 
you know, not every classroom across the country has a class mom. And it really is a shame because teachers are never going to ask for an appreciation gift. Uh, Volunteers, coaches. Well, some do, but. Well, yeah, some do and they're tacky about it. But we shouldn't have to. I mean, the fact that, you know, uh, as, as a coach and as a teacher, I can count on one hand the number of gifts I've ever gotten from my students. And that's after, you know, almost 30 years coaching or teaching. So that's, you know, that doesn't say, <laughs> that says an awful lot of interesting things, which is a probably a whole other podcast. Yeah, but I think... You know, it is a good opportunity. And so you could do it as an email to the parents saying, we will be streaming video from your child's classroom for the Valentine's party at X time. Please make sure you have brought in your gift to the teachers before that time. And that way you're telling them that it is expected that they give something to the teachers. You know what else might be, I don't know why we've never thought about this before, and maybe we haven't, it's just kind of gone in and out, but, you know, I think that in a parent handbook, there ought to be a section of appropriate appreciation days, like a calendar and appropriate gifts, like the beginning of the school year, bringing the teacher an apple-flavored something, right? I don't care. I mean, personally, a bag of Jolly Ranchers, a green apple flavor, I would have loved you. You would have been my favorite. Um, it doesn't have to be an actual apple. Uh, um, but, you know, there's things like that that I think if we as directors helped parents understand that that's expected and, and appreciated, and it doesn't have to be expensive. I mean, it doesn't have to, it doesn't always have to be that $5 gift card to Starbucks. Don't get me wrong, because most teachers love the $5 gift $5 gift card and you can buy them in a, in a, in a four pack. <laughs> you know, like, I'm very putting, easy. I'm going to add that to the the parent handbook template that I'm working on um, for people to be able to download um, because yeah I think that's an excellent thing to add I think we're going on a tangent but I think it is valid here because it is about showing love and our teachers need to be shown love so I'd like to take this. So we've talked a little bit about doing the, the, the mailbox, right? And we've talked briefly about the kids making their own Valentine process art that they then share with their, their friends. But I think it's also a great opportunity for the, the kids to start to realize that Valentine's Day can also be about their family. So this might be a great time also, again, with what everybody's going through this particular year, is a great time for the kids to create some sort of card for uh, their the, the, the people in their life. Parents, grandparents, caregivers, um, their siblings, um, whoever they may want to. And so this might be something for us as directors and teachers to really think through is it's more than just peer to peer. It's more than parent to teacher. It's more than director to teacher. But now let's let's help those kids learn about uh, how this day can spread love to everybody. It doesn't have to just be romantic. Okay. And it doesn't have to be just boy and girl. My brain just completely went on a marketing tangent while you were talking. Because <laughs> I just thought of an excellent marketing tie-in. So I'm sorry, guys, but I can't help it. If at the time of enrollment, either into a class, you know, there's a classroom enrollment and the center enrollment. But when they move into a new class, having a, 
play a form where you say, we occasionally um, send mail to um, people who are important to the children, um, their artwork, uh, things for Grandparents Day or Veterans Day or things like that. Please give us a list of names and addresses of people who might be appropriate for these different days. And that way you are send kids create a ridiculous amount of artwork. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and so if once a month the teacher sat down with each kid for five minutes and you can do it, you know, these three kids on the first Monday of the month, these three kids on the second Monday, you know, it can be that way. And they look through their list and they say, who do they want to send a piece of art to? And you pay the, well, if it's a manila envelope, what is that now? 45 cent stamp for a manila envelope? Something like that. Oh, aren't you sweet? You obviously don't mail a whole lot of stuff. It's almost a buck. Really? I don't it's mail like much in the manila envelope size. It Well, it's over but, 50 cents just to send a number 10. Well, that's because you didn't buy 400 the last time they told you it was going to go up. <laughs> um, that is true. Uh, but, um, <laughs> so you put the stamps on, you know, how much goodwill are you going to build in your clients if their parent calls and says, I just love that picture you sent. Okay, so let's take this an even step in even further because if you haven't ever heard my 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 stress about why everybody needs like eighteen thousand stickers with your center's name and website, here's the reason. So every one of those pieces of art need to have a gold sticker or silver or I like gold sticker at the bottom that says created at ABC Child Care and www.com, right? You know, the website for that web, that child care center at the bottom of every single page. Because yeah. this is this is the stuff that ends up on the the bulletin boards, the refrigerators. Don't let that artwork leave your building without a sticker. So go buy them in bulk. I mean, back in the day, we used to get those in value pack. I'm not sure where you find the really, really cheap rolls and rolls of stickers. You, you nowadays, just go to Vistaprint. You go to Vistaprint. Everything, Vistaprint is the, the queen of that kind of thing. But do they sell the cheap rolls? I know yeah. that they sell beautiful. Okay. Well, I know that I always buy the really nice return labels from Vistaprint. So I've never gone looking for the cheap rolls and rolls and rolls. I mean, you could also go to Next Day Flyer. They also have some very inexpensive ones. You know, I'm not, you know, highlighting one company at the exclusion of all others. But, you know, find a place where you can get them for a nickel or less per sticker. My favorite is when you can get them for half a cent per sticker. Yeah, because you really do want a roll of a thousand plus stickers for every classroom because you don't want the teacher having to think through, oh, can I put a sticker on this? If it leaves the classroom, it needs a sticker, um, whether it's by mail or to a parent. Um, this is really um, one of the best marketing tools that you have at your disposal. And, you know, again, they 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 sell the um, return address label sticker that I think has like 90 per page. And so if at the beginning of every school year or every semester, you made 90 of one student. And so as a teacher, you have 90 of that student's name again, makes it really easy for you to sticker those things for the, and the, and if you want to make sure the teachers do it, 
put the child's name and the teacher's name. <laughs> ah, there you go. Right. So um, what what uh, again? So, you know, sometimes Carrie and I go on these tangents and I do apologize <laughs> a little um, because what we're here for is to help you run your program. Right. And you want to use every opportunity to make sure that people know that your program does some really cool stuff. And so. Yes, usually you'll hear me really harp on the label when we do the Mother's Day and Father's Day gifts because this is something that mom is going to take to work. Um, so now we have to think through. We got a whole, ooh, boy, man, we got to really think about how we're going to do that for the Mother's Day discussion. Well, and, there, Carrie, and I think. Because work looks differently now, right? right? So if people are working from home, we got a whole new, it's time to start working on what they're going to post behind them. So Zoom calls. I think another thing <laughs> is, you know, Frequently, Valentine's is one of those opportunities where you can invite the parents into your center. So it has always been a marketing opportunity, um, whether you were doing it or not. But it was one of those days where you might invite parents in for the party, just like Mother's Day or Father's Day or, you know, uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas, right? So it was always one of those. But this year, we can't invite the parents in to the classroom in the traditional way. So my brain was obviously working in the background going, how can this still be a marketing opportunity? We're talking to directors. We're not talking to the teachers. The teachers don't need to worry about the marketing element, but you do, especially in today's childcare economy. So, yeah, so we've got the, I mean, you brought up earlier, which I think is absolutely awesome, right? You're going to, we're going to Zoom it or have it Facebook Live or something, right? Um, in a private group. So please don't do something like a Valentine's Day event, Facebook Live on your public page. Let's not do that. So however you're going to stream the holiday party, uh, regardless of the holiday, is awesome. But another option is a party in a box, so there's no reason why you can't put in, you know, some chocolates and, you know, pink cut up confetti or streamers or something. Now, if you were extra super smart, you would have thought this through, oh, the last week in December and you would have picked up every red thing you possibly could <laughs> really, really cheap. Um, so if you haven't, next year on your calendar, right, December 26th, buy all the red stuff for Valentine's Day. Really? Buy all the green stuff for St. Patrick's Day. Okay, so, the, you know, definitely think through the recycling of those holidays. It's an awesome opportunity. Um, kids don't care. It's candy. Yep. Right? <laughs> so all of the red and pink candy um, needs to go into a box for the families. Um, again, another great way. Um, if you have a local pizza place, uh, get that pizza place to give you some of those boxes and the kids can decorate those boxes for their family Valentine's Day um, event. You might even be able to get some of those, especially if you have a local pizza place and you have a lot of families, like if you're a real community-based program, um, you might be able to get them to even donate some coupons or free cheese sticks or something because you want the families to be able to do something special uh, this year for Valentine's Day. And I always loved heart-shaped pizzas. Um, I'm a huge proponent for the kids to be able to cook in the kitchen. Um, it's a little different this year, so this way they can still have their pizza box, which is really their party in a box. Yep. I think another thing that um, I personally loved doing as a teacher 
um, during Valentine's Day that you need to think about um, as to whether you're down for it or not was letting the kids taste different kinds of chocolate because otherwise you have situations like my brother-in-law had when he was a young child where he begged and begged and begged to be able to eat a spoonful of cocoa because it was chocolate. (laughs) Or they sneak into their parents' cupboard and eat some baking chocolate. Um, let's do this in a controlled environment so that they know not all chocolate is tasty <laughs> in its raw form. Um, so, but yes, there is definitely, but you know, you brought up a great point because there's definitely a lot of learning, um, that can happen around Valentine's day. They can learn about cocoa beans. They can learn about the creation of chocolate. Um, depending on the type of program that you run, you might choose to learn about, um, St. Valentine, uh, uh, the kid version of St. Valentine. And, um, <laughs> yeah, teach them about martyrs. That's a great idea. They're going to sleep so well. <laughs> like, like I said, but that maybe, maybe, okay. So definitely make sure you think about what you're going to share about, um, where some, you know, and again, things like answering the kids, things about love and Cupid and, um, you just never know where kids are going to go and you don't know about their families. So, uh, one last thing to think about is to make sure you're aware of your own biases and your own personal, uh, what your comfort level is related to um, different types of couples and different types of families. So think really hard as you uh, prep or help your teachers think really hard as they prep for this holiday. It's a great um, it's time definitely... to read stories about family diversity. Yeah, but make sure that you as a program that your staff get a chance to think about through their own personal, um, don't ever let your teachers tell you they don't have any because that's wrong. Um, but just make sure that you have some discussion. So again, um, as you prep through this type of holiday and season, because it really can be a significant component in your curriculum if you allow it to be. And so it's definitely worth a staff meeting uh, to talk briefly about maybe the do's, the don'ts. Um, If you know there's anything um, that might be sensitive subjects in your program as far as uh, the diversity of the families or single parent families or custodial issues, um, just we want to really make sure that our teachers have thought through uh, not referring to families as mommies and daddies. Right. Um, or only mommies and daddies, or uh, because again, we don't know what the kids hear, think, and if they're in a, a, a broken home or some other configuration, we don't want them to think that theirs isn't a family. And found families are a big deal also. Yep, absolutely. So, and, and extended family, right? So how, how big can your family be? So, um, <laughs> 150 within three hours of drive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, all right. So we've talked about Valentine's Day. We hope that you guys have gotten um, a tidbit or two that you're able to incorporate into your program. And don't forget to join us next week. Um, I have no idea what the topic will be. <laughs> And enjoy what is left of January and February is almost here. And that's the shortest month. So I think it's really cool. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. 
Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.